Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving selection and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Orsman story. Orsman Ford Lincoln. Let's ride together. Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving selection and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Orsman story. Horseman Chantilly Kia. Let's ride together. This is CSN's Redskins Talk. Here is your host, J.P. Finley. What's up, everybody? J.P. Finley here. Redskins Talk podcast is coming your way right now. We have a big, big, big time guest to talk all things Kirk Cousins, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport has joined me and really, I mean, we go very inside the numbers, a lot of detail. We talk about, you know, the possible trade reports from Kirk this offseason. Does Kirk want to be in D.C. long term? You know, how viable is San Fran or L.A.? All these options for Kirk that that Skins fans are somewhere between curious and freaked out about. I I talked to Rap Sheet about all of that stuff. You guys are, are really going to enjoy this one. I'm not going to hold it up. I want to announce a, a couple things. Richmond is coming up. I'm excited. We are trying to put together an event in Richmond for all the listeners and the watchers and the readers to come out to. So stay tuned for details on that. Uh, need to figure out a location. Actually, if anybody knows a good location in Richmond, shoot me a tweet at CSN or hit me on on Facebook. Facebook.com slash JP Finley CSN. All right, without further ado, let's get to Ian. You guys are going to enjoy this one. Huge thank you to our guest, Ian Rappaport, for joining us. You know Ian from all his work on the NFL Network. He's on throughout the week on Total Access every night at 7 o'clock on NFL Network. And everybody in the world, I think, follows you on Twitter already at RapSheet. Always breaking news and, and kicking out all kinds of good information. Ian Rappaport, how are you, man? Thank you very much for joining us. I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing well. Doing well. I'll be honest. I uh, I am in I'm in like this weird vortex of Kirk Cousins fatigue and <laughs> and an extreme. You know, I'm I'm so curious what will actually happen Monday at the deadline. So you are you are as plugged in as anybody in the NFL universe. I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are. The latest with Kirk Cousins. Well, um, you know, unfortunately for really for both sides, it doesn't seem like a ton is going on right now. And you know, it's not rare things do tend to ramp up with any negotiation as you get closer to the deadline. And you know, obviously in this case, there is a very very real deadline. Um, four o'clock on on Monday, usually July 15th. Now it's July 17th because of the weekend, but. Um, you know, it doesn't seem like there's much happening. Um, I know 
there's a lot of positive feelings. I know the sides like each other, and you know I know Mike McCartney, Kirk Cousins' agent, and Bruce Allen have have met for drinks. I know they've gotten to know each other socially more this year than ever before. It is all positive and good, um, but I, I would think it's fair at this point to characterize a deal as a long shot, um, just because the numbers are so hard to figure out to where it would make sense for both sides. I mean, it could happen. I'm not saying a deal can't happen, um, but it is it is hard to figure out what kind of a deal would make both sides happy right now. So, I mean, that's really where this thing gets hung up, is the numbers. You know, you hear these numbers getting thrown about, and we know there was... The Skins put out a pretty sizable offer around the Combine, but compared to what the numbers need to be now, it doesn't even seem close. Is there a guaranteed number out there? Because... Correct me if you're wrong. Ultimately, I think this thing comes down to guarantees. It's not so much about the average annual value. It's what money is locked in. Is is there a number out there that you think Kirk signs for if the skins get that high? Does it have to get to $90 million? As far as guarantees? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know that there's a hard and fast number. Um you know, and you're right. That that number uh, that they offered at the combine, I believe, if I remember correctly, it was twenty per year over five years. Yeah, what I yep. think it was at the time, if I remember, which is which is good. Uh, you know, last year that would have gotten it done, probably even a little less than that. The problem is he's getting twenty four this year, regardless. I mean, that's just that's what he's getting. And you know, obviously next year he could get anywhere. You know, if he gets tagged again, if he gets transitioned again you know, upwards of $34 million. So, you know, the way this, on one year, just a one-year deal. Um, So, you know, the way this works is basically you just take two franchise tags, you put them together, and so often that's the first two years of the deal. For instance, when the Jets did a deal for Mo Wilkerson last year, it was basically two franchise tags together. That was your full guarantee. And you tacked on two years at about that average after that, and that was the deal. Not hard to figure out, not hard to do, probably didn't take that much time. You know, the problem is if you do, problem if you do that for Cousins, it's, you know, $24 million plus $34. Um, so what's that? Uh, 58 right. right? Well, then it's two years and $58 million as your guarantee plus whatever comes after that. So... To me, you know, a franchise quarterback is, is priceless, but that's $29 million a year. I mean, I, I would imagine Cousins would probably be okay with that. Um, I'm not sure the Redskins would. That's why it gets so hard because if he, let's say he signs a deal right now at $24 million per year. Take the franchise tag, average it over five years. Let's say he signs that deal. He is leaving so much on the table, so much on the table, that it's hard to fathom he could even consider that deal. Because, and so I wrote about this, and there's a, I don't want to say, there's a very vocal crowd of Redskins fans that is starting to scream, hey, Cousins is being greedy, he's got a good opportunity here, he's got a good offense here, good offensive line, you know, the coach knows him. If they're offering $23, 24000000 million a year, he should take it. But the flip side of that is, which, which we don't know that that's the case, by the way. True, true. I, I mean, if they were at twenty, 
and everything. I, I've heard all the same stuff, the, the positive developments between right. Cartney and Bruce, and, and, you know, Snyder got involved at a certain point and is trying to show, you know, Kirk, they want him here. But the money he stands to make, if he gets to free agency, or if he just has to play on a tag again next year, is so right. substantial that it, I personally think you'd be crazy not to pursue those options. And, and I think right. that's kind of the mindset around the league. Well, yeah, and you know that's one one problem with uh, not a problem, but one circumstance with these deals is yes, Kirk Cousins could take a below market deal. He could take twenty four a year. He'd be rich for the rest of his life, presumably. Everything would be fine. He'd have a good life. Um, but it doesn't really work like that. I mean, Tom Brady takes below-market deals regularly. Okay. Um, he's Tom Brady, and obviously, if you're Tom Brady, you can sort of do things that other people seem to not be able to do. But Cousins is also part of the NFL Player Association. He also knows and in some ways represents other quarterbacks because they all sort of represent each other. Each contract plays off another uh, if he takes 24 a year, it very much hurts Matthew Stafford, who's coming up for, who is up for an extension, and who, you know, we'll be talking to the Lions about it in August. You know, and that directly affects all the other quarterbacks down the line: Mariota, Winston, um, Rogers' next deal, Rogers' next deal. I mean, all of them. And that's kind of the thing: is every deal relates to the next quarterback deal. And yes, he can say. I'm going to take a hometown discount. Um, but the other argument would be the Redskins had a discount for the first four years of his career. Right. I mean, you know, uh, certainly for the last, you know, when he was a starter, they had a severe discount. In 2015, was, when he killed discount. it, he was making 700 grand, I think. Right. So if, if you consider right that there. as part of the extension he's getting, maybe it kind of balances out more for, for right. some folks that balk at those big numbers. That's a really good point. Um. There, there's one thing, though, I mean, the numbers are just, they're, they're so exponentially high that it's kind of hard to wrap you, for me anyway, as a regular dude, it's hard to wrap my head around the difference from 24 to $26 million. That's just, you know, everything is relative, and, and that's beyond my scope of reality. Right. But there's another factor in this that, that there's certainly a lot of speculation about, and I'm curious what, if anything, you've heard as far as Kirk's desire to be with the Redskins long term. Um, yeah, I mean, and I think that's, that's a fair question. Now, of course, everything has a price. So, you know, the Redskins pay him what he's worth and you judge, you know, what you're worth based on essentially how the franchise tags figure out. And then after that, it's what someone will pay you. Right. So, you know, if you, if you, if they pay him what he's worth, um, I would imagine that he would be very happy to be there. Um, you know, if, and this is an organization that I think over the last couple of years has done things a lot better. Um, certainly has, has drafted better. Um, the Scott McLuhan thing was not good. Um, but this past draft seems to have been very good, even without Scott. Um, who knows? But, but that's what it looks like. Free agency, I think, was, was pretty good. You know, they got one of the steals of free agency in Terrell Pryor. Um, things seem to be going in the right direction for the Redskins, despite a couple of bumps in the road. Um, you know, now his cousin's frustrated by why he doesn't already have a long-term extension. I'm sure he is. I would be too. Um, is he frustrated by the fact that this has been a long drawn out drama for his contract while the person drafted, you know, ahead of him the same year seemed to got, a, you know, seemed to had a free ride for 
four years, uh, I'm sure he's frustrated about that too. Um, but I don't think any of that matters as much as strictly the numbers because if you get a long-term contract, all of that fades away very, very quickly. And we've seen it over and over and over in the NFL. You have contract disputes, players speak out, they're frustrated, they don't pay me what I'm worth, and then the guys do get paid, and that's kind of the end of the issue. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the frustrations are there. There, you know, There's certain things. You mentioned the RG3 stuff and how Griffin was treated to, compared to how Cousins was treated, especially as Cousins kind of ascended to certainly a top half of the NFL quarterback, maybe higher right, than that. Right, right. Um, but like you said, you know, Ted DiBiase, everybody's got a price. I, I think it, I just don't know if the Redskins can get to that price right now. I, and I wonder if the the period of time in 2018 before they have to tag him again and before the free agent market opens up, if that's not the best time for them to get a deal done. Because at that point, they'll know they're basically out of options. I don't, I don't know that they'll go to that third franchise tag, which is just so nutty. It could, right? tran- could transition him. Yeah, so you offer the transition, and then you can match an offer sheet. And, and you see, you know, hey, really, will the Niners throw every dollar at him? Or or, right. or will Sean McVay be done with Jared Goff? And, and, and then you can really – one thing right. I've, I've written about is Kirk has repeatedly talked about market value, market value, wanting to see his market value. That's an opportunity to let him do it. Well, yeah, and I, I would agree. And, you know, a lot, a lot of these situations, you know, testing the market is good. Um, I think everybody should get to do it um, in life, <laughs> not just in football, but in life. Um, you know, we can talk all about what Cousins is worth, the franchise tag, the numbers. Um, we, if, let's say he plays this year on the franchise tag, which is something that is obviously within, very much within the realm of possibility heading into next week. Okay, then whether they transition tag him or not, Okay, he's still gonna he's still gonna get to see probably his market value, and then there'll be no discussions. There'll be no arguments. Is he worth this? Is he worth that? As a wise coach once told me, you are worth what someone will pay you. So if the Niners ante up and pay him twenty eight a year, guess what? That's what he's worth, and it's going to be no argument over he's not worth this or or that because he will be worth it. And if the Redskins pay it, they do. If they don't. And they don't. But but you're right. I think, you know, to me, that's a logical conclusion for this is for him to go on the open market or semi-open market in 2018 and just see, just see. Well, and I guess the only do you think the skins to me, this would take some serious, uh, serious courage, I guess, is a, is a PC way to put it. Any chance they would go non-exclusive franchise so that they could get some compensation should Kirk leave? I don't think they will because that the money's just too. If you're Kirk and you get a franchise tag at 34 mil, you just sign it, right? Uh, yes, and and he has done that. Uh, I mean, last year I think he signed immediately. This year, if I remember correctly, it was a couple of days. But um, if you're the Redskins, the only way you offer 34 million a year is if you're ready to pay it. You know, if you if you're not ready to pay it, then and we've seen that you know in the past where teams have put franchise tags on guys and been like, oh, he's not really worth this much. We wanted to keep him. Well, you know, when you get tagged, that is your worth uh, you're right. for one year. That's that's your contract. So if they offer him that, they need to be willing to pay it. Right. Yeah, because he's going to sign it, and then they're going to be on the hook for it. Yes. Um, 
right, so we're digging deep into Kirk, and I appreciate it. The, the only other thing I wanted to talk about with Kirk is throughout the course of the of the of this off season, there's been at various times kind of some heated up trade talk around Kirk. And when you listen mm-hmm. to Bruce or you listen to or to Jay Gruden or something, they say no, there there haven't been talks. Course, but, right. but you can't necessarily take that at its word because what are they supposed to say? So I'm curious at, at any point did did the trade talks around Kirk get close? Close. Uh, I don't believe they got close. I know there were teams that were interested in discussing. Gotcha. Um, you know, where where did it get? How far did it get? Did it get beyond, you know, inquiries? What would it take? It's tough to know because obviously after the fact, in any trade talk, um, you know, except for Richard Sherman, um, <laughs> in any trade talk, everyone always says the same thing. We heard nothing. Everything's fine. He's ours forever. I know there were teams that were interested. I know there are teams that seriously considered it. Um, I don't know for sure that it got beyond the talking phase, um, the flirting phase, but I know there were, there were certainly teams that were interested. I don't get the sense that the Redskins really, really, really considered it, though. Gotcha. Because I think if they had then something probably would have gotten done considering the different quarterback things that happened this offseason. Well, and kind of the downside of this thing for Skins fans is it's entirely possible a year from now, Kirk ends up elsewhere and the Skins don't get any compensation and perhaps they should have traded him. Um, Now, it's hard to say that because, you know, one thing that I don't think fans always realize that that from when I – all the NFL coaches I've talked to is they want to win games this season. They are focused on 2017 and, and there's no way Jay Gruden doesn't want Kirk here for 2017. Even if that means 2018 and 2019 present an entirely different equation. Does does that make sense? Right. I I mean, and that's, you know, for, for everyone, uh, you know, life in the NFL success is fleeting. Everyone's job is on the line every year. You have to win this year. Um, I can certainly understand the perspective of let's just win this year and, and we'll figure it out. Um, you know, long-term fiscally, fiscal responsibility-wise, it doesn't help, obviously. And, and there's been missteps all along the way in this cousin deal. Um, now, he has controlled that by continuing to perform and maybe outperform what some thought he was going to be, but that's okay. Um, you know, I, I think there is, you know, there is an argument to be made where you say, you know what? Look, we might lose him. We might only get a third-round compensatory pick. Um, we might keep him. We might pay more. All the things happened in the past. Let's just focus on this year. And, and one thing about, about Kirk, and then I think he's sort of rare, is I don't think he he cares, but I don't think he lets it, anything affect him. You know, he was going to play on a one-year deal last year. Fine. He did it and played well. He seems set to do it this year. He's probably going to play well again because – it doesn't seem to let any of this bother him at all. Agreed. Agreed. Especially once he's on the field. I, 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 he turns into an entirely different person. I mean, he's soft-spoken, mild-mannered. He's funny, but it, it's, it's all very polite when you talk to him in the locker room and certainly in press conferences. And watching him at practice day in and day out, I mean, he is fiery and competitive and in guys' faces. And 
you know, I, I think he can separate the business side from the football side. Um, all right, we, we've gone, I think, 15 minutes on Kirk. So I, I want to get your opinion just yeah. on the Skins team as a whole. And you touched on two things that I wanted to follow up on. Um, the things seem to be going in the right direction for the Skins despite a few bumps. And, and clearly the biggest bump is the, the complete botched firing of Scott McLuhan. It, you know, if you want to make a decision, make a decision. But don't let it drag on like it did with Scott. Um, so I'm curious... I, to me, you know, watching this team day in, day out, things are going in the right direction. I think their defense should be much improved this season. Yeah, and, and, I agree. And that's from bad to okay. You know, I don't think they're a top 10 defense. But I'm curious what you think their prospects are on the field for 2017. Uh, I think they have a chance to be really good. I would agree defense is going to be better. Um, I think the, you know, getting a guy at, what this game's draft, 15, right? 17. Um 17, getting a guy at 17 that some thought was going to go three or four or five uh, is a huge win. Um, I, I mean, he was definitely one of the, John now one of the top players on the Redskins board. I know that. Uh, and they get him, you know, late in the draft. I mean, that's, uh, that's impressive. Um, I actually thought they might even trade up for him. Um, you know, I, I think they have a really good, solid base of the team. And obviously in the East, it is tough. It's always tough. It always comes down, it seems, to an 8-7 and seven team trying to make the playoffs in the last week. Um, but I think the Redskins will be right in, right in that mix. Um, could they be a little better? Yeah, I think so. Um, I'll be curious to see with Jay Gruden calling plays this year how that goes. Um, my sense is it'll be pretty good uh, because uh, you know he can really he can really thrive in that role, uh, which he has done in the past. Um, so you know, I think they're I think they're going to be good, and and maybe they have put some of the off or the sort of off field drama with with Scott McCoy, Maybe they put that aside, uh, and are kind of moving in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, talking with players at OTAs and minicamp, it didn't seem to be high on their list. You know, they, they were focused yeah, on players. Don't care. They I, they really they never care. Right, and they're you know they want to learn this new defense and see if it's actually going to be more aggressive with Greg Minuski and, and see, you know, what Samaje P. Ryan can give them, that sort of stuff. Um, right. The, the other thing you brought up that I think is really interesting is Terrell Pryor. And the guy put up 1,000 yards last year for a terrible Browns team, but he had 140 targets. He was getting thrown the ball a lot. What do you right. predict for him playing with Kirk Cousins, a guy that is pretty accurate passer and, and gets the ball out quick? Um, I think he can be a real star. Um, you know, he's not perfect. Um, I know there's some, you know, they're going to, he's one of the, he's a receiver and he's going to want to be fed. He's going to be want to be fed a lot. Um, if he keeps being productive, I think it's going to be good. Um, he has incredible incentive because he still does not have a long-term deal. So that carrot can really make guys, um, you know, perform and sort of keep them performing and keep them focused. I think that will help immensely. So, you know, it could turn out to be, you know, one of the best deals of free agency. Um, I, I really liked it for the Redskins. Um, you know, in this, this offense lost to Sean Jackson, that will hurt some, but prior being there kind of minimizes that hurt, if you ask me. Yeah, I, I mean, because... Now, he is not the vertical threat Deshaun is. Few people are. 
But I, I think right. Pryor's game in the red zone will be something they haven't had. Just the size and, and what he could do on a simple slant from a seven-yard line or something. They haven't had that Yeah. Game. Um, yeah, I, I really, I really like that signing. So the question I have is why is why was there no market for him? Why is he here on a one year deal? Is it a personality thing, or is it people want to see him prove it at the receiver position in a better offense? Uh, no, he, you know, he had a good deal from the Browns originally. Um, you know, and I'm not 100 percent sure, but I believe it was somewhere in line with what Kenny Britt got. Um, but, you know, it's free agency and the money dries up, and I know he wanted more. Um, and I know that, you know, once once they kind of turned and said we're putting that money toward Kenny Britt, his market kind of dried up. And that can happen when your own team moves on. Sometimes it causes other teams to go, wait, why did your own team move on? You know, not that it's really Pryor's fault, but free agency is tough, man. And sometimes – you just don't get the money you you deserve or think you deserve. Um, and there every year there are a couple. Of, I think with Alshon Jeffrey too. Um, yeah, that's every another year one you do. A couple guys who say, you know what? Instead of taking a crappy multi-year deal um, when I deserve more, I'm just going to play on a one-year and see what happens. And I really like that move for prospective free agents. I liked it when Alshon did it. I like what Terrell Pryor did it. Bet on yourself. You think you're good. Okay, well, we, we will we will find out, and you'll earn it, or you will not earn it. Um, and I would always, for players, I'd always rather take, easy for me to say, of course, but I'd always rather take a one-year deal than, like, a crappy multi-year deal. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as prior goes, yeah, there was some, definitely some attitude things. Um, losing Hurts, uh, he is extremely competitive. Um, there was people who wanted to see more, kind of a one-year wonder. Um, there were also people who were intrigued by the athleticism and said, like, you know, I just, I really like what I see, but I just can't commit 20 million guaranteed to it. And that's okay. I really think he's in a completely fine spot right now. I mean, you talk about guys betting on themselves on one year deals. It certainly worked out for Kirk and the Redskins continue to pay. One other guy that got on a one year deal that I find a little bit more interesting is Zach Brown. And I know that linebackers, not the inside linebacker, especially isn't the glamour position that receiver is. Um, is he the guy we saw the first eight, ten weeks in Buffalo last year, or is he the guy that was okay his first four years in Tennessee? I mean, I I think based on what it looked like last year that you know he has the potential to be one of the best linebackers in football. The speed um, he has you know, is crazy. It's crazy. And, you know, that was another really good, smart kind of value signing. I mean, he, he did well considering the how late in free agency he was and given his situation. I actually thought he did really well. Um, but for the Redskins, you know, they got a really, really good player at a rate where you wouldn't think it would be possible to get someone like that. Um, you know, he is not perfect. Uh, he's not for everyone, certainly not for everyone. Um, and I know there's some teams that say, you know what, have them. We're, 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 we'll make do without them. Uh, but talent-wise, he is ridiculous. So, you know, if the Redskins get get out of him the kind of player that he can be, uh, that's going to be a big-time steal. Right, and the Skins have had so much trouble with covering tight ends over the last three, five years. What Zach Brown can do just immediately in that regard, I, I think, will be a sure. big help. 
I mean, their third down defense was so bad for so long last year that I, I, I think Brown and then the other guy that I'm pretty high on, and, and I'm just curious your opinion, I think the Swearinger signing is going to be really, really strong for this team because that, to me, was serious value if he can replicate the level of play he, he showed last year in Arizona. Yeah, and he's another one who's kind of had an up-and-down career, went from like big-time prospect to cut-cut. Right. Is this guy really going to have a career? And really seemed to get it together. Thrives in Arizona. Um, will knock your face off. Um, you know, kind of. I mean, him and Cravens. It's really interesting. Certainly, some similarities there as far as just tough on-field toughness and what they're going to. You know, they're just going to bring it. Um, I, you know, I, I like the signing. Um, assuming he keeps up what he did last year, um, I think. You know. I think he's going to be in really good shape. So a, a little stat. Um, you talked about Cravens and Swearinger. They don't have that high-end speed in the back of their secondary. Right. And with Josh Norman and Bashad Breeland, the presumed starters on the corners, the same. Zach Brown's 40 time, this is all their combine 40 times, or their pro days, because Sue didn't go to the combine. Um, Zach Brown has a faster 40 time than all four of the Redskins' secondary. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little bit that weird. That doesn't surprise me, um, but that's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like that one. All right. I mean, for Zach Brown, it looks like it. So for the other guys, you know, <laughs> I love forty times, but you know, right. Josh Norman has plenty of speed. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, know? I think Josh Norman will be fine. Right. Actually, I think he'll have a big year. The amount of the amount of balls he got his hands on last year and just didn't make the pick. I I, I think this year that that total can jump to five as long as he makes the same plays and just holds on to the ball. And he's going to have more help in front of him. Indeed. They should be able the, the only, uh, their defensive line is still, I think they're still going to struggle against the run. They didn't do a. Yeah, but, but, but last, I mean, you know this better than I do, but like they definitely were not all on the same page last year. No, I think just from a playing together standpoint and doing what's asked standpoint, they're going to be better. I know from multiple players that I've talked to last season, coming into this offseason, there was frustration and confusion about secondary roles, and a lot of that was related to Perry Fuel. And so I, I think just kind of turning the page there is, is going to help things in the secondary particularly. Yeah. Um, last one, I, I'm going to let you go on this, and it's a bit of a loaded question, and I'm sure people on Twitter are going to yell at me. He is no longer with the Redskins. He hasn't been with the Redskins for, for over a year. Do you think it's weird RG3 is not even getting a training camp invite? Um, is it weird? Like, um, I understand Colin Kaepernick. I don't agree, but I, I do think his activism is a big part of what is holding him back from maybe getting invited to an NFL camp. But Griffin, outside of being kind of annoying on social media, I mean, he, he doesn't have that political side to him, you know? And is it just that he hasn't, he's not very good and coaches are ready to turn the page? First of all, I do not know for a fact that he has had no camp invites. Okay, um, I haven't seen it know, reported might, anyway. I have not. I have not either. Um, I'm just saying, like sometimes we think players got nothing, but really what he's doing is he's got a bunch of offers, but he doesn't like them. Gotcha. You know, sometimes that happens. Sure. Um, you know, players get offered the minimum, and they have nothing they would consider until, you know they get offers they would consider. So I don't know for a fact that RG3 has nothing. I haven't heard that he has anything, but we don't know that for a fact. But he, here's the problem. Like, we saw him in Washington, obviously did not go well, did not end well. Um, and then last year, you know, 
you wonder about durability concerns, and the first thing that happens is he comes out and gets hurt. And then when he plays late, he doesn't play well. And he didn't look like a guy who could be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And if you have all the coaches say, this does not look like a starting quarterback, even if he is a starter, history shows us that he's going to get injured, and the more injured he gets, the worse his body gets, you know, then I think we can safely say now RG3 at this point is not going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. So take all that, all that analysis, and put it to the side. Then you say, can he be a backup quarterback? You know, can he come in, hold the clipboard, help the starter, help teach him, help him read the defense, work within the confines of a room, be a good teammate, not try to undermine, you know, really be a good backup. Like, I think Cole McCoy is a great backup. Agreed. Like, he he is a great backup. And I don't know if he's ever going to be a starter. I think probably has the talent, too. But I don't know if it's ever going to happen. He will have a great life being an awesome backup. Uh, And it's not for everyone. Um, But, man, if you can do it, it's a great life. I don't know that coaches believe RG3 can do it. I don't know if they want him doing it. So that's sort of the other thing is, you know, do you trust him to be the backup? And if you don't, then what are we doing? Well, and, and reading defenses and running precise offense has never been his strength. So how is he going to – I mean, and you, you got to get to a, a scheme that would kind of fit him. So maybe Russ Wilson, maybe Marcus Mariota, something like that. But right, but but those jobs. He's not, not going to help available. those guys, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Right, and, and he's not going to you know work alongside them. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that you need to do as a backup. And if we decided that he's not a starter, and he's probably not going to be a good backup, well, then I think a lot of teams. It's just clear from the facts. Teams have decided we'd rather just spend time on young dudes than try to reclaim this guy. Yeah, I mean, because who knows who you can develop next, or or. or you look at what the Skins are trying to do with Nate Sudfeld and, and whether or not that's a bargaining chip in, in possible Kirk Cousins discussions or that's just a guy they – I know Scott McLuhan really believed in Sudfeld's promise. I mean, that, that makes more sense than trying to bring back a guy who's now five years into the league. And I, I don't think there's a single coach out there that thinks he could be a starter at this point, whether or not he stayed healthy, which he probably can't. I mean, if he stayed healthy last year and had, you know, 16 games – under his belt as a starter for the Browns and showed some competence, I think he would probably have a job. The fact that he got injured again and then played and wasn't good. Right. You know, that's just, you know, everyone, everything has a timeline. Everything has a lifespan. Um, watching last year, it felt like a last chance. Um, you know, we'll see if RG3 gets another, but it certainly felt like the last chance. Totally. And, and you bring such a good point because I wrote about this, and there's guys out there that are in the NFL, Matt McGloin. You know, I mean, there, there's, there's these quarterbacks that are out there that are not going to win you games, but what they must do as being good backups in the film room, helping read defenses, even when the, when the quarterback comes off the field and he's like, hey, did you see how they rotated the yeah. safety? I mean, all yeah. that sort of stuff, there's great value in that. Um, oh, know, it's the best. And and you can make, you know, $3 million or $4 million a year doing it for 10 years. Right. That's it's a good living. thing ever. Yeah. Ian, thank you so much for coming on with us. One more time on Twitter, at Rap Sheet. You can watch Ian all week. NFL Network's NFL Total Access at 7 o'clock. Is there anything cool coming up that you want to make sure all the folks in D.C. are, are tuned into? Training camp, baby. It's going to be a lot. A couple more weeks. Wall-to-wall coverage from 
7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Will you come down to Richmond? Uh, I am actually setting my schedule probably later this afternoon. I hope so. I plan to, uh, but I don't know for sure because I haven't finalized it. That, but it is definitely on my wish list, I'll say that. Good deal. Well, and we always have uh, your boy Mikey G around, who is always a lot of fun to hang out with, too. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> Ian, thank you so much for joining us, man. Thanks very much, and uh, we'll, well, hopefully we'll see you in Richmond. Have a great rest of the summer. Cool. You too, man. Well, that was a ton of information. I hope you guys enjoyed it. The cousin stuff was was really it was cool to listen to kind of the national perspective and nothing that surprising. I think we all know that the dialogue has grown more positive, but ultimately this thing's about cash. And I, I truly think it makes more sense for Kirk to just play on the tag this year. And then maybe they get a deal done next year or he gets free agency and really sees what the market will bear. Uh, Kirk's going to make a, a buttload of money that much. We all know. I thought the, I thought talking to him about Terrell Pryor and Zach Brown was, was almost as interesting as the Kirk Cousins stuff. Maybe it's just because we've talked to Kirk ad nauseum. Um, so do the right thing. Make sure I'm guessing all of you are, but if you're not follow, uh, Ian Rappaport on Twitter at rap sheet and check out NFL network when you're not watching CSM in Atlantic because we are doing countdown to training camp every day. Once we get to training camp, we're going to have content all day. We're uh, we're going all in with with our social team to provide information throughout the day, and then you can tune into our shows at you know six seven o'clock and and get all that. And it's crazy. Before we know it, there's going to be football. They're going to be playing it. There's going to be pads popping, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. If you made it this far, I owe you a beer. Thanks. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chevy Buick GMC. Let's ride together. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chantilly Toyota. Let's ride together. <laughs> 